one. Hello, we are here uh, with our guest today. She is the president of the Cultural Society of Filipino Americans based here in Minneapolis, St. Paul area of Minnesota, who was just elected to the presidency of the society back in September 2020. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us, uh, Lauren Heffley. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Hi. Um, my presidency actually began in 2018, but we do have annual elections. So yes, oh, I was. So, you, so you, this is your, what, your third? Third your year third, in a row, third yes. term? Is it third term or? Third term. Wow, okay. Yes. Um, we're also joined here by my co-host, Pam. Absolutely. Hi. <laughs> hey, Pam. Um, so let's, I just, uh, we wanted to uh, bring you on to the show and ha come and hang out with us um, because I think that, especially here in Minnesota, um, it's, I think it's very important to keep like the Filipino culture alive. And I know that's like the central, um, uh, central goal or central mission of the cultural side of Filipino Americans. And just to start out with, what is the Cultural Society of Filipino Americans? Well, we are a nonprofit organization. And like you said, our main primary goal is to preserve and promote the Filipino culture right here in Minnesota. And as you can imagine, that's very, very difficult given the diversity of our neighbors and um, we really have finding one another and um, broadcasting our name and broadcasting our mission statements so that we have um, enough people to not only to come to our events but enough people to lead the organization and and make sure that um, that we we remain and we can continue the mission and, and um, hopefully stay alive forever. We're, I, I don't know if you guys are aware, we're going to be celebrating our 50th year. Yes. Yes. Wow. So, um, yeah, we've been around for quite some time, and we're very proud of that. And we've had a lot of great success over the years. And I, I believe we're the, the largest, you know, organization in Minnesota and have been for quite some time. And, um, we're really proud of that, and we're really proud to represent Minnesota in many, many endeavors. I should make a disclaimer here because I was actually my my aunt. Um, okay. <laughs> Australia Rosso. Yes. Yes, she's my aunt, and I should make the disclaimer is that I think she was one of the founding members. She was of the CSFA. <laughs> Yes, and I did serve on the board of directors of the CSFA back, I think it was like 20, 2002 to 2004, because it was a two-year term, two term. Term, yep, board yeah. members are still two years. Still two years, yeah. So, um, but I haven't been part of the CSFA for quite some time, and it was just recently that my wife and I decided to join the CSFA and sort of like take part again because we went to the Philippine day. I and... love it. <laughs> and... I got to ask, what was it about Philippine day that made you think, Hey, I, I should get back on that horse. I or... think it was for me. I think it was for, uh, um, the people who I used to, to, uh, you know, 
to run that group with, like to run the organization with, like um, Ferdy and um, Mar and yeah, yeah and uh, Lena and, and um, Gina. Yeah. 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 And one of the things that um, I wanted to ask you, because you did sort of like talk about it um, in your in your intro is that that finding leadership for the organization. Yes. Yeah. And what is your I guess, like, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean by um, like trying to find that leadership? You've ran three terms. Yes, right. I well, I I was elected for three terms. Um, what I mean by that, well, we I I'll step back and um and say how I got into my leadership position. Okay. I I hosted a strategic planning workshop for CSFA back in 2017. Okay. Um, and I think you know the people that were involved with that were just very impressed and um kind of understood why I was asking the questions I was and um, and they, they appreciated the organization and the thought leadership in how we were tackling our biggest questions. And one of those biggest questions was how do we get um, how do we get leaders to join us and help with our mission? Because um, as you might know, Several of the people that are very involved have always been involved, and they're they're getting they're getting a little tired. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, they've been carrying and um, and they've been carrying us for for a long time, and they're basically asking, "How do we get new people to join us?" And um, so we we did some brainstorming, and and we found that. Um, we believe that our mission statement is so strong that we could we could talk to our friends, talk to our neighbors, and see who's willing to join in this, who's interested. Um, so we set up a goal to to double our membership. Okay. So by increasing our our membership platform and then broadcasting to those people, because the people who are members, they're already in tune with the mission. They're already cheering for us. So um, by virtue of that, we were able to communicate to our membership, hey, we really need leaders. Um, we need you to join us. And I'm looking at you too, Edwin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that resonated with a lot of people. And I, I think you were both at our last election, despite the pandemic, we still had enough people nominated so that we can um, pick the best leaders from that group. So even in, in this situation where we're at, where you got to really want it, if you, if you're going to show up and ask for a nomination for, for a leadership role, mm. um, even in that situation, we were able to get nominations. So, um, it's, it's something that we had to work at, but it's something that I think we're doing well at now. I did see, and I did see new people. Yes. At at the last election, and I, I think was, it's a good mix. It was you a good need, mix. You need the 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 strongholds, the people that have carried that flag for far, far and wide for many years. You need you need them for um, you need them 
for the expertise and their background and they know they know our community, they know how we do things, but you also need the new lifeblood to give it the energy and um, make it a new, make it um, relevant to to the newer <laughs> the newer people um, in the state and in the Twin Cities and, and making sure even our youth are involved. So I think it's a good mix right now. That's good. Yeah. I mean that um I was I was very glad to see that that new faces were up there. Yes. And but that's um, the part we had to work at, remember? Yeah, that you guys had to work at. And I mean, yeah, I remember in 2000, was in 2002 and 2004, that was still the, like, I, I mean, I always, I always like have this thing in the back of my head that the reason why I got into the board of directors, because I was young, I was, I think I was only 20, 20 years old at the time, and which probably dates me right now, but, you know. <laughs> Don't um, do the math. Yeah, don't, do, don't it. do the math. But yeah, because that was always been a that's always been an issue. Um, but one thing, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you too was that in the CSFA, you know, and there's many other organizations, especially in Minnesota, like the film in, so many, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the FMA, and um, some of them escape me. But what's the like? What makes them? What makes CSFA unique to the other cultural societies out there, especially um, in Minnesota? Hmm. You know, we are. I mean, CSFA is, I think, is the oldest. No, actually, um, I believe FMA is the oldest. Okay. Hmm. I, I'm guessing maybe hmm. about sixty years now. Um, I think CSFA is next. After that, I really don't know. Um, those are the two largest ones by far. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many different factions that are um, religious or religion related. Yes, yes there is. Um, right. Um, but I, I have no clue how large they are because they don't really, <laughs> they don't, um, they don't broadcast quite as widely. So. Yeah. I believe FMA and CSFA are probably the largest two, and then everyone else is just like smaller subsections of the community. But um, I don't know if when you last attended Philippine Day, mm-hmm. if it was um, 2019 maybe. Yes. And I, um, I had gotten, I believe, 17 organizations, Filipino organizations and nonprofits to join us in that celebration. So that number alone, people think they hear that and they're surprised. Our our community is surprised that there's that many yes. that are especially especially in Minnesota, right? Yeah, well I think Maybe Filipinos don't know. Our numbers are growing. Yeah. And it will become um very um important to see the outcome of this last census that we just took last year because mm-hmm. i think we're going to be at about eighteen thousand, like plus um, that's amazing to have 17 organizations or 17 18 000 at, at, at most maybe twenty two thousand at the most as my guess mm. um that makes sense to me mm-hmm. yeah so it's not it's not, it's, we think of ourselves as so small because the, the ones that are very um, 
adamant about coming to all the events. We all know each other. Yep. If he's small, uh, <laughs> you probably you probably know at least one person from every large family. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but, I know, you know I know that people aren't like mutually like ex- I mean exclusive to one society or one group. You know, I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of people who float around. Like, I I float around with it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's the nurses, the Filipino Nurses Association that goes along with like, you know, like CSFA or the FMA or whoever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I think why, it makes that's sense. Philippine Day is like my favorite event in <laughs> that we have because it's it's the one event where we kind of all come together. Yeah. Uh, you see all the tables sort of just like like scattered out there. And a ton of Filipinos with like I see kids there with like like Filipino <laughs> like the Filipino flag jackets. Yeah. You know, oh, I buy them. every time <laughs> I go out of it, I have to be one of the first people that buy that because they go fast. They do. Year. They do go fast. I, yep. I there was one time I went out there, tried to find one, and it was already gone. Oh, you gotta come yeah. early. You yeah, gotta come early. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta know. You gotta know that map that table map and go there right away yeah i know how hectic i mean i just remember i was i was part of that planning group that that did it when we were it was still at the landmark yes i love the landmark oh my god i'm still like heartbroken that we can't fit there anymore yeah yeah it's too many of us to fit in there and at some point we were like Okay, we have to let it go because it's more important to have all the people than it is to have this beautiful backdrop. Yeah. But it's a good problem to have, right? It is. I'm, so, I'm still heartbroken. It's been years, and I'm still not over it. <laughs> the challenges that we're they're talking about, right, for the CSFA, like as president, what are your plans to like, you know, like address those 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 challenges? Well, I think I already told you that was from 2017. Yeah. Um, and I believe we've addressed them. Like we, we now, we actually added two additional board member seats onto, into our constitution to, to address the increase in events and, um, and making sure we have enough people to, to help and help lead all the events. Um, so that's, that was huge. And I think we are, I already talked about the fact that we met our goal of doubling our membership. Oh, okay. So you, all right. So that, that was huge. And we did that in just one year. So, um, um, now, uh, last year we, we actually switched to focusing on how to best retain that membership. Um, so we're trying to try new things, trying new, to new ways to reach out. Like, um, uh, for example, we, we started what we call a texting tree um, so that we have better communication with our members. So you guys likely have, I, I can't remember who is assigned to you guys, but someone's assigned to you guys and is asked to either email or text you directly whenever we have really important things to make sure you're aware about. For example, when we did Bamasgong Handog, yep. I don't know if you heard about that one this um last month. Pamaskong Handog was a project where CSFA wanted to reach 
80 families of Filipino seniors, people that were furloughed or laid off, people that were frontline workers or, or single parent households, and kind of giving, giving them a nicer Christmas by giving them food and a $50 gift card. Um, <laughs> and it was really well received because these are the people that were hardest hit by coronavirus. Yes, yes. And in order to reach, in order to find which 80 Filipino families were for most deserving, most in need, or most, or we have to have been working so hard, we need to make sure we thank ones that are working super hard at the frontliners. Um, we depended on our members. We need. We had to depend on our community to tell us who they were. We don't. We don't know everyone. Yep. And I was really proud that the, the majority, the vast majority of our the people that were chosen, were people I had had never met before, didn't even know about. Them. Um. So it was it was good outreach. Um. So we had to reach out to our members and. And their members came through, and our members really came through with it. I re I know that was like the first time the CSFA did that because what was the what was what usually took place? Ah, uh, so what the event that it replaced was um, Pasco Sanayon. Yeah, Pasco Sanayon is an event where we typically rent out the hall at Guardian Angels Church in Oakdale and. And have a big party and um, a big party where we highlighted what um, a typical traditional Filipino Christmas looks like. Mm -hmm. So we have um, pagmamano, you know, the um, the kids come up to their front and we have some some community elders and they they make the mano and then the elders give them a gift, yep. a small gift. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have. RCSFA dancers mm -hmm. uh, doing traditional folk dance. We have music. We make the kids do the skit. Um, my kids have still like to do it, but I bet they're soon to outgrow it. <laughs> but the skit is about the traditional Filipino experience of going door to door caroling and then staying up till midnight for Simbang Gabil and then going out to eat. With the boom boom, <laughs> and, um, you know all those things that I remember as a child. I that they'll never know about unless they experience it in the Philippines. Yes, we bring it here just so um, you know it's easier for us to pass on that tradition when they see it live in person. They and they have memory of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so even though it's a skit, I think it's still meaningful, and that's. That's the event canceled because of COVID. We can't, you know, we can't yeah. have a large gathering, mm -hmm. but we still want it. We're still looking for doing something meaningful, especially to meet, meet the time, to meet the need right now, and meet the focus that a lot of us are hurting. Yeah, I think it was a great, um, a great, uh, a, you know, a great uh, event that we did you know the csfa did that because it was something you that you you're part of csfa yeah, <laughs> that we did that yeah so okay. <laughs> um, but i remember okay the way that i got involved with the csfa okay. was through pasco sanayon 
That's awesome. Yeah, because my aunt, and I don't know if the CSFA does this still, but we used to go like to people's houses and sing in their living rooms. Oh, yeah. They dragging... told me very involved with that, Edwin. Yeah. They actually told me, hey, go talk to that guy because I bet he's going to come and carol with us. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, I'll go. Um, <laughs> oh, does the CSFA do that still? I'm not actually quite sure. We, we still call it, we, we call it caroling. And yep. this year we had to do it virtually. So um, maybe I could send you guys our links even. Um, yep. It's posted on Facebook. We we did only four songs because it, it does take a lot of time and energy to edit. Yes. <laughs> singers. Mm-hmm. Um, because we all had to sing at home and send in our videos. Um, but uh, I think I think that committee did a great job of getting it p- pulled off. And we now have four virtual signs so that we were still able to get our Christmas cheer, mm-hmm. our Pascal cheer out to everyone. So, yeah, kudos yeah, to that. That was, um, that was a highlight, actually. That was a highlight, and I was glad to see that happen. Um, if ever our listeners uh, know that, uh, you can go visit the CSFA website at csfamn.org. Correct. Yeah, and you can see these, uh, these videos and, and, the, um, <laughs> and, the, and the, the charity event that we did. I can never really remember the, the Filipino name of, that, That's of, the, okay. of the Christmas charity event. You can see that. I know that... A lot of the restaurants like stepped up. Oh yeah, like a boys um, stepped up. Pamaskong Handog, we yeah. actually reached out to them specifically um, because the goal of that particular event was not only to get to the eighty families; it was also to um, to help support our local Filipino businesses. Mm-hmm. So. We ordered our food specifically from Manila Sizzling and Apoy Minneapolis to to help them to give them more sales yeah. and get the the word out about their their wonderful food because they, they both eat delicious food. Yeah, I don't know if you tried either one, but I I'm a big fan. I take my friend to Apoy. Yeah, it costs a little more, but the, it's you know it's. A quaint little restaurant. I, I I love taking new friends there and letting them experience that. But if I just want a quick a quick um, and low cost but delicious bite, then I go take my family to Manila Sibling. But I think I, I love both of them. Um, but yeah, and the other Filipino business that we tried to help was. Um, Asian Mart in Burns. I don't know if you've heard oh, of that. Yes, Asian Mart in Burnsville, yeah. Yeah, so we did um, a, a good portion of our $50 gift certificates from Asian Mart. Um, we still, you know, for single parent families, it's harder to get down there. Mm-hmm. Or if people lived in the northern suburbs, it's harder to get down there. So we gave them Target gift cards. Or if we know if they didn't drive, like a lot of the seniors don't drive anymore, hmm. we just gave them Target gift cards. But we still we still gave a lot of business to Asian Mart as well. And we we actually called around. We wanted to help out 
Phil Oriental, and have you heard of the Filipino village of Mount Zoo yet? Yes, mm-hmm. we we heard the news that they're that they're opening. Uh, did they already open, or are they? They are open. They are they open. open. Yeah. Yes, they are open. Um, a lot of great publicity for that new space because um, it the the building space is actually newer, or they recently renovated, mm-hmm. so it looks wonderful. Wow. Um, so we're really proud of them, but unfortunately, they didn't offer gift cards. So I, I, I said sorry. We, <laughs> we would love to help support, but um, they didn't have any gift cards. But um, hopefully, they'll fix that for future years. Um, yeah, but it was it was good. Yeah, it was I mean, good yeah, to support the the whole community. Mm-hmm. I know Phil. Um, uh, Asian Mart is is fairly far from me. I live like in the north side of the cities, but. Um, yeah. It's one of those. But you Filipino village. Yes, exactly right. And um, I used, I used to take trips like at least once a month down the to Asian Mart. Um, once a month. Like once <laughs> to, a month. To the, yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, if anybody wants to taste, um, and see what Filipino food is all about, um, Asian Mart's a good place to go to. As I know, they have like a, like a like a deli. That sort of yeah, thing that you can eat. A small, like deli. a small old deli. Um, yeah, I mean, big thanks to. If you, had to try, if you had to say one thing that they serve, what's your fave? Sisig. Oh, that's Manila Sizzling has it. Yeah, I we have never actually been to. We, COVID hit before we could actually go to Manila Sizzling. You should. So. <laughs> Hands down, best Sisig. Like, honestly. Really? I like it even better than the ones in Manila. <laughs> wow, that's that is a uh, that's a that's a claim. <laughs> um, but I I stand by it, man. I stand by it. Uh, it's awesome. It's my favorite thing there. Nice. Um, so uh, Manila sizzling. Yeah, I hope to go because that was one of the places when I found out that they there was a, another Filipino restaurant in St. Paul. It was actually on Pam and I's list to go. Um, I mean, they still do. They still do takeout, and I, yeah, it sucks, but it's the food is still great. So yes. I highly recommend. I'm like getting hungry though. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm actually getting hungry too. <laughs> oh, was, um, one one question I wanted to ask you too. Um, I know. Uh, Pam, Pam wanted to put this down too. Is that what did you want to see in Minnesota, like to represent Filipino culture? Like, what are you looking to see that isn't already here? What am I looking to see? Um, it seems to me like the same families are coming to each of the Filipino events, and that's great. But like I said, there's my total viewpoint is that we should get a higher percentage of that 18 to 22,000 um, Minnesotan residents that are of Filipino um, descent. And uh, I would love to see more of us at these events, especially Philippine Day, but um, but all the other events too. It'd just be really great um, to make sure not only that they know that we're here, but know what what we can offer. Like myself, I'm a mother of biracial children. And um, that's what has 
given me the drive to le help lead CSFA because I, I don't think I could have done this without them. My kids are are nine and eleven, and they are growing up ident self identifying as Filipino American. Mm -hmm. um, and before COVID, um, they're both in the dance group, and people think I force them to, but I do not. They demand once a month performance. Like, <laughs> they they want to do this. Like, um, so it's Amazing. it's me just helping them fulfill their want. So. Like I said, I could not have done that without CSFA. Um, it takes a village. It, it really does. It can't just be one parent. It can't just be two parents. It's, it's a whole village that, that gives them that, um, that feeling of self-worth and self-identification, that feeling of I belong. And I and I just want to just interject that that was the main reason why I wanted to join the CSFA. Um, when my... Um, when I was younger, my um, my parents actually went to a Phil American uh, Association. Okay. Um, but I wasn't really active, and and I just wish that they would have pushed that. You know, you know, it's important to know who you are. You're you're Philippine. You're Filipino. You are different from everyone yeah. else. Yeah. And, and that's why I love. I don't know if you guys know. We have a free children's camp. We run a free children's camp, and I think it's the most impactful thing that my kids have done. And I really wish that I had that when I was growing up, because mm -hmm. I, like you, I felt like not really connected. Um, I don't yeah. know. There was this wanting for more, for sure. Was is that the camp that happens? I think it's in August. Um, it's is usually it, in June. Is it June? It's a, a children's camp that is just focused on the kids on the kids yeah it's typically a weekend class a weekend um gig but um this year last year i should say we had to make it virtual so it yeah. was it spanned over weeks just so parents weren't too flustered with all the activities mm -hmm. but um, it's typically a weekend and it's it's free yeah i remember mm -hmm. i think i went at least i want to say five or six times when i was did you kid. yeah you must be much younger than me, Edwin. <laughs> it was not available when I. It, yeah, it was. I just remember. I just remember my aunt like dragging me and my cousins to to Lake Independence. I think it was. Oh no no, that's the family one. That's, that's been going on okay. since the seventies. Okay. Uh, the family camping is where. It's just a big weekend party. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do Filipino things like karaoke and yep. we play bingo, but um, it's, it's not, it, the, the children's camp is the one I say that's most impactful uh, because it's like an immersion class and where they meet other kids that are in the same exact situation as they are. And they're learning like a lot of them for the very first time who Jose Rizal is and um, things about our, oh, wow. our Filipino flag. I taught the Filipino flag class this last <laughs> few years, so that was really exciting for me. <laughs> um, and a lot of people come up to me and they watched it with their kids and they say, you know what? I learned something from your class. Like, that makes me proud. <laughs> okay, now I'm actually um, a little heartbroken that that wasn't when I was. See, now <laughs> you're yeah, me. I had to learn it by myself and then 
when I every time I went back to the Philippines, right? When yeah, I was, and then they they like you don't know that. Why don't you know that? Exactly, exactly, right? And I had to be schooled <laughs> by my teach you that? yeah. <laughs> I had to be schooled by my cousins on what what this was all about. And yeah, yeah, like. Uh, my parents were pretty good. I mean, they told us about like the people power and the historical revolutions that we've yeah. had, but like the the little things, like you know, the games that they play or um, the meaning of the symboliz symbolization of the flag. Like we never we never covered any of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of you, you've mentioned a couple of times the uh, the dance troupe. And I know this is a sort of like one of the, the cornerstones of the CSFA because it's been going on for, I still have a tape from 1988 of Pomona. And that's, exactly. <laughs> exactly, right? And I, yeah, I just still remember, and then I was in the Pomona, I think it was like in 92, and did the whole, you know, dance like, like some of those dances on stage at at a community center or a high school stage of some sorts. But tell us about the the dance troupe and Pomana and that sort of thing. Okay. So the dance troupe, I would say is probably the reason CSFA started. So the it was a group of friends um, who were known in the community for saying yes to all requests <laughs> like, <laughs> and the, anything the community had whether it's weddings or a party someone's birthday I, whatever request there was for Filipino dancing they would show up yeah and I don't know maybe your mom was part of that I, I really don't know who was part of that but that was the I think that the, that group of friends that did that service for the community it, are the group that said, hey, this is important to us. We want to have a, an organization that focuses on our culture and, and the promotion of that culture. Um, so it's deeply rooted in the CSFA culture, right? Um, so CSFA Dance Troupe itself is now led by Therese Peterson, who the very first Pamana. Yep. Our youngest dancer yeah. at three years old. So she has, it's wonderful to see her lead something that she, she loves so dearly and has been involved in her entire life. And both of her parents are still very much involved in the organization. So I would say it, for many years, it served as the lifeblood of CSFA. And I would say it's because it was the only event or committee that would have, that would meet every week. So think how we're creatures of, uh, of habit, right? Mm -hmm. So we're, we're used to going somewhere every week. We, we, we look forward to seeing our friends every week. And I, I gotta admit, I, I too was forced to go to that when I was younger and I hated it. Like, <laughs> no. yep. I, I'm glad uh, someone else felt that when they were a kid. Cause <laughs> I mean, yeah. but you know what? After a couple of months of hating it, I made I, friends. I, exactly, and then, that's what happens. Now we're like this, like yep. we're inseparable, and and we still talk. Um, and 
it was a lot it ended up being a lot of fun and and there's still people that I can really relate to because we've grown up in this same environment and if I didn't have them to talk about how strict how unfair my strict parents were um, I don't know if I would have gotten through my 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 teenage years as well as I did um, yeah. so I'm very thankful for that yeah I remember I hated it at first yeah you know getting dragged to somewhere in St. Paul and yeah. I lived in the western suburbs at the time growing up and um yeah, I didn't like going there on a, what was that, like a Tuesday or a Thursday night? And I, still Thursdays. Um, still Thursdays? My yeah. experience is it, it's always been Thursday. Yeah, and, and but it was fun. Like, it, I, I, I got to know people. Yeah, I got to know it turned into other... fun. Yeah. After and... a couple months of really hating it and, like, resenting yeah. my mom. Yep. And... Yeah. I still I remember, <laughs> I still remember that's when I met like, like the, the people are still there for Eddie Marr. Um, and, um, like, uh, Lena and all those other Gina and, and Glenn. And those were always like the, they were there teaching mm-hmm. and it was so much fun. Um, and got to perform. And it was the first time on stage, really, was that. Um, but if you told me to dance, sing kill, there's no way. Or, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> um, I wouldn't remember how to do it. It's not something you can just, <laughs> unless someone is really a dancer, it's not yeah. like something you can say, Hey, you want to join this group? We we practice every Thursday. Um, that makes it sound like uh, a job. Yeah. <laughs> but um, honestly, we we've grown great friendships over the years, and yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's how that's how a lot of our um, volunteers come in, and um, that's how that's how they start. Yeah, a lot of them. So. That's how I started. Yeah, it's. I thought was so like that was like the gateway right there was was yeah was it's, it serves and, as, as somewhat of a gateway. I mean, yeah. the other other events often get some some people to to really engage with us, like um, even Pascal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that one, that's one, that's the one where we usually get our, our most dead hated volunteers because the friendships that are made there. Um, So right now with COVID, it's difficult. They're they're still doing happy hours, uh, virtual happy hours on Thursdays in lieu of practices. You're welcome to attend anytime. Uh, But yeah, we can't, we, I just don't want us to meet in person until vaccines are out and readily available to everyone. And I know that I know that Pomana. I think Pomana was canceled in twenty twenty. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, that was. I didn't. So much effort. Yeah. So much effort, and it's not like it's going to waste. We are wrapping it up in a pretty bow, and we're still going to be able to use all the choreography, all the costume ideas, that all the um, 
all the ideas that we had about the production itself. But we're most likely going to have to have new dancers. Like we have to pick a new date and figure mm -hmm. out who's available then um, and relearn. So heartbreaking, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's going to be a, a section here where we ask you, um, um, machine gun fire questions and one word <laughs> one word answers right oh, we just oh i'm bad at these one word answers i'll do my best okay so first one favorite filipino dish oh man does leche flan count yes okay i'll go <laughs> least favorite least favorite the one with the bitter melon ampalai Ampalaya. The one that tastes like like medicine. Yes. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Do it. Um, favorite show or entertainer? Joe Coy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe Coy. Yes. Every time he's in town, I gotta see him. I I have to. Um, favorite song. Um, favorite Filipino song. Yep. I really like that Dahil Sayo. <laughs> it's catchy i like it yeah <laughs> and then here's a question um don't have doesn't have to be one word answer um what does it mean being filipino what do, what does being filipino mean to you what does it mean to me i you can't do that one in one word no um, you don't, don't have to <laughs> don't have to to me it's it's a very personal one for me to me it means you're like being part of the community family um so i've talked a lot about um it taking a village mm -hmm. to raise my kids and um help raise other kids and that feeling of togetherness and being a part of that family um that's that's what it means to me yeah. Um, Pam, do you have any questions that we didn't? Um, I know that this, that 2021 just started, but do you know of any events that are upcoming? That yeah. Um, so we're going to be doing virtual events. Um, we haven't announced yet officially, but you, you'll be the first outside of uh, <laughs> our board meeting we just had on, on Friday, we are gonna do kind of a, a game night on um, the last weekend of January and February. So two game nights um, to take place for what we used to do for Winterfest and our bowling tournament. So just some social social time where, you know, Filipinos, we, we, like, we like games. <laughs> yes. We like, game shows, we like games, we like yeah. win things. Um, so we're, we're just going to do something like that. And then um, on March, I'd like to host another um, strategic planning workshop. We haven't had one since 2017. Um, and I, I believe that we've tackled all of our large problems. And now it's time to dream up what our next steps are, and what next steps are needed to to further improve 
and ensure the longevity of CSFA. And that will be um, that be a two and a half hour event on March 6th, all virtual. But um, you're you're certainly welcome to attend as CSFA members. So those things are going to happen for sure. Um, and then in June, we have a virtual Philippine children's camp again. We have not yet set the dates. Um, we typically invite our members first. So uh, the children of our members have um, first dibs because we can only allow so many children in every year. Um, but then we typically open it up to the rest of the public on a first-come, first-served basis after that. Um, we'll have another membership social in July. It will likely be virtual, uh, however, we we don't know yet. Um, so we kind of, with each monthly membership, we kind of think through, is it safe yet? Yeah. And so far, the answer has been no. But um, we're we're taking the pulse on before before talking about any event that will be in person. So same thing with family camp. That's usually in August, um, like Edwin was talking about. You remember in August, um, and we usually have Baker Park Reserve um, or Lake Independence, and and it's usually the first or second weekend in August. I think it's too early to call whether or not we have for that one. Mm -hmm. but so we're thinking about it. Yeah. Um, we have it reserved just in case. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think we'll always have an election of officers no matter what, because we, we need to make sure that the, the organization is on, um, followed by an induction of officers. Um, we're hoping if, if COVID vaccinations are all the way available and it's possible by the fall, um, we might want to celebrate big with our 50th anniversary. So a lot of things are up in the air right now from a planning perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that's my dream is to be able to, uh, have that be our first big event where we can invite everyone again and, and really enjoy ourselves and, and enjoy celebration of our 50th anniversary. If not, it'll have to wait till next year. Maybe Philippine Day 2022. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait till till things start to, all these events come up again. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's always fun. And I encourage anybody to go to Philippine Day, when Pomana comes, go to Pomana. You know, join us for these fun things because, I mean, it's it's for the kids, it's for the adults. You know, it's for, for everybody. everybody. Yeah, it um, is for everybody. Um, Lauren, where can people find you? Um, do you have like a Twitter account or Facebook or anything like that? So you can start by csfamn.org, and that's actually gonna forward you directly to our Facebook page um, where the majority of our followers are, are interacting with us. Mm -hmm. We're also active on Instagram and Twitter as CSFAMN. Mm -hmm. um, but again, the majority are, are on Facebook. Nice. 
Well, Lauren, thank you for hanging out with us on Hollow Hollow <laughs> Hangouts. Um, thank you for being our first first guest. I'm honored. Um, <laughs> I think it's you know it's it's I've always wanted to um, do something with the CSFA. I know it was one of the things that Pam and I talked about to make sure the CSFA was on the show. So that's thank, so cool. So thank you so much for hanging out with us and. Yeah. Um, and hopefully our our uh, our listeners will uh, has enjoyed this interview. So thank you. Thank you, and I hope to see you guys at uh, our many CSFA events in the future. Oh, okay. definitely. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Have a good night, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>